0: These kids are such a gift, Um, and you are too. I'm wondering if you can stand as you are able as we honor God, as we listen to his promise. And we're focused today on one of the prophets. He lived hundreds of years before the time of Jesus. God's people are hurting, and they need a promise. And so God speaks through Jeremiah, and this is what he says from chapter 29, starting with verse 11. For surely I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Plans for your welfare, not for harm. To give you a future with hope. Then when you call upon me and come and pray to me, I will hear you. When you search for me, you will find me. If you seek me with all your heart, I will let you find me, says the Lord. And I will restore your fortunes and gather you from all the nations and all the places where I have driven you, says the Lord and I will bring you back to the place from which I sent you into exile. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Happy New Year. It is so good to have all of you here today in 2019. And with the new year, I hope it was an amazing celebration for you, for your family, for friends. Um, But there's something that we do every year during this time, don't we? We make a, yes, a New Year's resolution. And so, I don't know how many of you have actually made a resolution. Anyone want to, you don't have to volunteer what you made. But did anyone actually make one? Did anyone? Okay, we have one. Whoop! Okay, a few more brave ones are actually admitting it. Good job. I love Lutherans. They're like, we don't raise our hands. Nope, I made a resolution, and it was not to raise hands this year. Good. Good job. I don't know if you have in the past, or if right now you've made them and you don't want to admit it to anyone. Um, but. Why do we make resolutions? We do it to better ourselves, right? I mean, it's a new year. It's 2019. And even though really all the days are still coming, we always get a new day. There is something about the new year, isn't there? We could say 2018. Well, 2018 was good, and maybe it was also hard. 2019 had gifts, 2018 had gifts, and 2018 also had some things that I want to get past, and so resolutions allow us to look ahead. I think resolutions, they help give us hope. So I'm wondering, what do you think? With all the resolutions that people make, what are the top three? Out of all the resolutions we could to, to better ourselves, what are the top ones? What do you think? What? Diet. Yes. Number one, to lose weight. What's the number two one? One. To, uh, that's one of them. What is it? I'm, I'm, I'm giving you a hint. Yeah, exercise more, get more fit. Um, and number three, anyone want to guess? What do you think? What? Believe in God. Wow, that's awesome. I, I, I hope that's one of them. That's not in the top three, though. Saving money is one of them, but it's not. What was it? Yes to quit smoking. Those are the top three that they say. And there are many others, and again, they're all in a way, I mean, here's some of them, just a, just a mix of, of ones that, that people make, um, and, and maybe you could consider making one today. With all of us saying, no, we, we don't, I, I wonder what that's about. Is it because we, we've done it in the past, and it just didn't stick? Is it because we're saying, we're as good as we can be right now, 2019, come, I'm awesome. Awesome. You know what people ask me, Pastor Dan, what kind of resolutions have you made? Um, this is what I say. I'm like, for 2019, I want to grow by a foot. That is my first resolution. My second one is I want blue eyes like my blue-eyed kiddos that somehow have it, but I don't have that. So blue eyes for 2019. And a third would be to grow, to grow a full head of hair. I think those would be magical and amazing. Yes, Jeff, you're with me. Rogaine, my friend, Rogaine. You know, you laugh, but uh, most of us have just as much chance of succeeding in our resolutions as those three that I just named. Mine are impossible. But for many of us, when we make resolutions, do you know, they say over 80%, 80% have failed them by the time Groundhog's Day comes in just a little over a month. And most, 92%, have failed by the end of the year. So, if we make a resolution, that's, that's nice. It's good. It gives us hope. But the reality is, we, well, we fail. And we fail a lot. And I wonder if today, that's kind of like life, isn't it? In life, we fail a lot. We try things, we try to better ourselves. And, and life has a way of happening, doesn't it? We're ordinary, we're human. And there's some ordinary human people that God loves so much. You heard the scripture. It's behind me right now. And maybe, you, maybe one of these, uh, verse 11, is one that many of us quote a lot. And I think it's such a perfect one for the new year. And, and I think it, it starts to give the heart of God to people. But I, I want to set the stage for you. So this is set hundreds of years before Jesus. And God's people, they have been given a promise Now, Moses was the one that led them out of slavery from Egypt. God had provided for them, had led them through the Red Sea. Remember, he parted them. And then they wandered the desert for 40 years. But God had made a promise, and he said, I am going to give you a home. I'm going to give you a land, and it's a land full of, did you hear this? Milk and wild honey sounds amazing lots of bees and cows cool maybe goats i don't know he gave them a promise and god came through on his promise and so they did they they were led to canaan they settled there they built their homes they planted their trees they built the synagogue their version of the church. So that they could worship God. And the synagogue was such an essential piece because that's the only way they could be made right with God. They had to go there if they ever screwed up, if they ever failed on a resolution that they made, well, they'd have to go there. So God came through on His promise, but at this scene, it's been decades since something terrible happened. You see, they failed. And they didn't fail just anyone. They didn't fail just on a resolution. No, they failed God. And so God allowed the Babylonians to come in. He allowed them to conquer God's people. And they took them away from their home. They took them into exile. So for years and years and years, God's promise has been dead for them. He made it. They'd been there, but now they'd been driven out. In in other words, their grandparents at this point had built the homes, and they don't remember them anymore. The trees that they planted, they have grown. And now they've just heard about them. They've heard about the synagogue. They've heard about the places. But they're wondering, now what? God made the promise, and what happens when God's promise comes true? But then it dies. It dies. What next what happens when especially it's because we've failed in some way I think this is when we need to hear God's promise and God's promise is so huge so he says this to them remember it's been it's been probably almost 70 years since they were driven out now he says at this point in time through Jeremiah now Jeremiah is a young pipsqueak teenager Someone who would be in, in uh, student connect for us. And he'd be learning about confirmation. Jeremiah actually gets, gets connected with God. He's the one who sent. This is crazy. Someone that most would say he's kind of an adult maybe. He's the one that God's talking through. And Jeremiah through God, this is what he, he's told. For surely I know the plans I have for you. Now Did you catch this? This is so important because if you've had something that was so life-giving for you in 2018 or before, something that you knew was God's promise for you, that you knew without a doubt that God blessed you with, and that promise has died, what now? Those are the times precisely that God shows up. And how do we know that? Because people who... God's promises died. Here's what he says. For surely I know the plans I have for you. Do you know what he doesn't say? For surely I know the plans I had for you. And now they're done. Well, you, you earned them. You got to a certain point, And now, nope, sorry. You just don't. You're, you're not worth it anymore. No, he says still. In the middle of failure. In the middle of, of your brokenness. In the middle of your suffering. Surely I know the plans I have for you. The plans are still coming. And not just any plans, they're plans for your welfare. They're not for your harm. Now in 2019, this is a gift. It means if you're feeling like you, you couldn't even muster up the courage to bring a resolution. If you're feeling like you're, you're broken hearted. If you're wondering what step is coming next. God's saying I have plans for you and they're not to hurt you. They're not to punish you. They're not to smite thee. I just love using those old, old school words. No, it's for your welfare, and it's for a future with, what's that word? A future with hope. Now, whether you've made a resolution or not, we're starting to guess what God's heart is for us in 2019. And you know what? I, I have to say this if you make a resolution and you follow through with it. God's not gonna love you anymore if you're 10 pounds lighter. Did you know that? If you've got a six-pack abs or a keg, God still loves you the same. If you start to weight lift so much and get fit, you're really going to, to CrossFit and you're rocking that box. If you can somehow pick up 100 more pounds, God still died for you on the cross, the same as He did when you couldn't do it. And if you have other resolutions that are to better yourself, I think God wants that. I think God wants better health. I think God wants deeper relationships with you and others. I think God wants all of those things. But I think what this shows us is that God wants and needs something deeper. And yes, it's about resolutions, but I think it's something deeper. I think what God wants is not a resolution. He wants a revolution. He doesn't want just you to tweak yourself and make yourself marginally better. No, God wants transformation. He wants your life to be turned upside down. And that means in 2019, my prayer is something much different. It's to come back to this scripture to see what God's hope is for us. So he says he has plans for you, right? He says it's not to hurt you. And he says it involves everything to do with hope. But what does that hope involve? Here's the kicker. It doesn't mean life is going to be perfect. In fact, God shows up precisely when I failed the most says then when you call upon me and come and pray to me I will hear you and when you search for me you will find me if you seek me with all your heart I will let you find me what's the revolution God wants us to realize that we need him that in 2019 every single day God wants our future to have everything to do with him that we can't do life without him That we can't pay the bills without God because he's given us that gift of money. That we can't have a beautiful relationship without God because God has blessed us with those people. That we can't have a warm, caring, safe home without God who's done it all. He says, I want a revolution for you. But what's crazy for us, especially as Christians, I think, is we just try to put on a great face, don't we? And we got it all perfect. I think we especially do it in our churches. And we have to stop this. We all need a Savior. And so today, I want you to realize that God's revolution is for you. And it happens precisely, especially when we failed. You know, during my separation almost two years ago now, I was devastated. I was trying to see, what, what do I do? How can I move forward? I had no hope at all. And I was sitting in the rental office of an apartment complex, and I was waiting for the person they'd show me a dumpy little apartment. How am I going to do that with my kids for my half of the time? How is this going to work? I was hopeless. And as I looked at the table, there was an open book. I was like, wait, is that a Bible? And it was. And I came up to it, and you know what it was open to? This text. Now, I was desperately trying to hear God. I was desperately needing hope. I had none of it. And I was praying desperately, God, just tell me what's next. And what I realized with that open book was God was already listening to me. It was a revolution. I never want to forget that moment. And it happened precisely in one of the hardest moments of my life. In one of the times that life and me and someone I had pledged to love forever, that we had failed. And as I sat there, I realized, God, you always have future and a hope for us. And specifically for me. He was listening. And then I could start to hear him. So today, I want you to have that kind of revolution. That your life, it will, have, it will have troubles. There will be suffering. 2019 will not be perfect. But now what? Well, I think we should start to do not our own resolution, but our own revolution. That if God is with us and wants a future of hope, then now life can be different. And so, let's go back to New Year's Eve. How did you celebrate New Year's Eve? I know some of us were in bed by like 9.30. I'm sorry, but I, it, was, it was a rough... Yeah, Rich, thanks. Others, what did you do? I spent it with someone I love. And I didn't have all the streamers and the hat and all that. Others did, that's cool. But I did dress up. And I did, I did celebrate. And maybe for you, it involved a party. And made for you it was with family. Made for you it was at a restaurant or wherever it was. And at midnight, if you were able to stay up, what did you do? <coughs> Happy New Year! I hope you didn't kiss like that. That's weird. <laughs> you shared the moment, you celebrated it. You looked back and you said thank you, and you looked ahead with hope. And that's what we have to do to have a revolution where every moment, every day, we're saying, come here and get a kiss. Maybe not that way. But today we are saying we're going to be kind. Today we're going to put our best foot forward. Today we're going to forgive just a little more. Today we're going to choose to be present today we're going to choose to celebrate 2019 is here and our God is with us that's a new day and so Kayla and I we have a word for this year it's called joy and that's what I think the revolution should be for living waters whether you're a member or not that we choose joy every single day now that's a choice Joy can be in the middle of a snowstorm. Joy can be in the middle of 50 below zero. Joy can be even if the bison hadn't got their seventh championship. Joy can mean that God is with us. So let's have a revolution this year and come back the next few weeks. We're going to use those top three themes as the topics for our next three weeks. So what will it mean in our faith to lose weight? What will it mean in our faith to get more fit? What will it mean in our, in our faith to even stop smoking? We will look at those, and I think it will fra- reframe everything in joy together. Happy New Year. Amen. Let's pray. God, thank you. Thank you for that gift that you gave broken-hearted people so long ago. To remind them that you weren't waiting to punish them, to hurt them. No, you were waiting for them to call on you. You were waiting to give them the gift that you have even more hope than they do. So God, in 2019, today, help us to hear that same promise. To know that it is such a gift that you are with us as well. So help us to move forward with hope and with joy and with confidence that you have a better future in store for all of us, no matter what. And all God's people said, Yes, I agree.